The following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We are not anywhere near as experienced as a real financial advisor, so none of our advice should be taken as real serious financial advice. If you lose a whole lot of money, we'll laugh at you. In all seriousness, please do your due diligence before investing in any sort of financial product and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Magnitude Podcast, the show in which we talk about stocks, politics, tech news, and really just anything we'd like to shoot the shit about. And I hope you enjoy. Alright, so, do we want to get into <laughs> stock slash impulse transactions? Yeah, yeah we do. I got, I got some good transactions. Take it away. Okay, cool. So in this last week, the week of, uh, between Monday the 4th and Friday the 8th, uh, looks like I've racked up something like 15, I want to say, transactions. The top two of those are definitely just merger, you know, swaps for my, you know, original IPO share to, uh, my original SPAC share to the actual real ticker. Um, I ended up buying a whole, uh, uh, well, I'll start with my sells and then I'll jump into my buys. I sold off, uh, AMD. I sold off NVIDIA, um, because I saw both of those as, uh, boomer companies now, which might be heresy, but I'd ridden the wave up, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd already made all my money off of it. So I thought I don't really need to keep holding this. It's, you know, it's it served its purpose. It's time to move on because I'm mostly focused on a growth-type um, portfolio. So tech companies are, well, you know, the legacy tech companies for hardware and stuff that aren't currently growing, you know, won't grow that quickly or as quickly as I want them to in the future. So I sold them. Um, and then from that, I bought QuantumScape. I bought ArcG. I bought Alibaba. I bought Polarity TE, I bought IPOE, and I finally got my IPOC shares to switch into Clover Health shares. So, yeah, a whole lot of buys there. I pretty much spent all the money I had because I thought, okay, if this year's going to be, you know, going to have some amount of growth related to Biden and things, quote unquote, being much more stable, maybe I should go uh, think about what is what the future is going to hold you know what the cool new trends are and then jump on those yeah i'm actually pretty interested in one of those buys that you mentioned but before mentioning that one uh i just wanted to say like i'm kind of like have the same feelings about nvidia as well just because yeah they're i feel like their growth season quote-unquote is over the fourth quarter of the year well third to fourth quarter of the year basically when you know all the hype is around for their new products and especially you know consumer season in uh quarter four yeah and just looking at their usual trends for like the early parts of the year there's not much like you know significant growth and yeah that'll be on my mind like in the back of my mind but i'll generally just be waiting around for it to go up to my price target or at least above my cost basis just so yeah before i make that decision and i'm interested into polarity te like what what um price did you buy in oh yeah 
Alright, so this is actually my third time buying into Polarity TE, and I'm currently holding something like 400 shares. If this doesn't, you know, blow up, I'm gonna be pretty sad about it. I, th I think it will, don't get me wrong, but... Okay, so let's see, where are my purchases tree? Okay, I bought my first 215 shares at $1.42, I bought 85 shares at $0.93, cents, and then another 100 shares at $0.83. Cents. Oh, sick. And it's at $1.32 now, so I'm net positive on it. I believe the reasons were that they've finally gotten patents, they've gotten some FDA approvals, and they're going to be presenting their uh, main, you know, flagship product at this biotech conference tomorrow. So people are just kind of loading up on it. And if you look at Polarity TE's um, history, then um, you can see that them being a penny stock yeah. is actually a fairly recent thing. Yeah, it, it was only during the COVID time that they dropped from something like 4 or $5 to below $1. If you actually look at their product, which is which is kind of my main thing here, you can find that it's, it's actually ridiculous. Like, being able to regrow skin using a, a paste, right? That's, that's, that's a huh. decent, you know, that's a shift and that's huge. <laughs> I, can, I can barely find words for it. But yeah, I think that they just keep it up keep developing products around that kind of technology they will be a game changer in biotech oh damn yeah i see it skin te is that their only product or their first one at least uh i believe they have another one for bone and one for muscle but those aren't quite as well developed yet as uh skin te looks like they peaked at 40 dollars in uh, oh, okay. july of 2018 well yeah that sounds sick and you already know I'm like uh, slightly kicking myself for selling it at um, 63 cents. Pretty much my cost basis. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, don't trade, invest. Yeah, I was just getting scared at that, like at the time where it was just going down again, um, closer to, yeah, around 63 cents, because I was worried that it would just go below 50 cents. Either way, I could have known that it was like a. Uh, Kind of a sale, but I just didn't want to think about the money being strapped at the time. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to say for risk for risk tolerance. You know, like if you don't want to lose money, you don't want to lose money. Like I kind of just have to like <laughs> hold my um, what is it? I kind of just have to like hunker down for my current plan with Corsair because I put some of that money that I took out of PTE into Corsair. And so kind of just, you know, waiting for Corsair's time to shine again. Because, <laughs> yeah, you have those early IPO spikes, but then... Yeah, makes sense. You know, some at some point it kind of has to go up once the market settles. Yeah, that's... I didn't have any impulse buys myself other than just putting more into Corsair once it was like a... 3490s-ish um, just to get a lower cost basis and yeah it's it's doing its usual fluctuations it's slightly up above my cost basis right now um, at 38-ish dollars there's not really much point into looking at it right now really just gonna check in on it occasionally see if it's if it's the day or if it's you know just like another day <laughs> how about you chris um i also topped up my shares on corsair when they were down to like the 34s just because i thought you know 
get my cost base a little bit lower, maybe see if Andrew's lie would pay off eventually. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not my lie. <laughs> it's not my lie. It's the lie that I told. Yeah, you should listen to my lies instead, Chris. Um, I've been considering, I haven't done it yet, um, but I've been keeping an eye on Unity because it's been dropping a little bit lately. I was thinking I might buy some more shares of that because it's been pretty good to me so far. Otherwise, I don't think I've bought anything else. I've been meaning to set up BlockFi still, but, you know, life happens apparently. Well, so I also don't have that many li- that much liquid funds right now between swapping jobs, buying a car, all that. I mean, it's that Dave Ramsey thing, right? Like, you can't invest unless, you know, you've got the basic needs fulfilled, right? You know, if you don't have a car, don't have a house over your, uh, roof over your head, you know, there's... Not much use investing. I don't know who Dave Ramsey is, but, uh, yeah, that, sure. I don't think you'd like him very much, to be honest with you. <laughs> kind of an asshole. I mean, looking at him, I can tell you I probably wouldn't like mm-hmm. him. He sounds exactly like what you think yep, he sounds okay, like. okay, cool. <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. Who knows? We could be his guilty pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> you can laugh at three <laughs> vaguely broke post-grad kids. <laughs> trying to make it <laughs> hey you know chris luckily for us the bitcoin isn't moving isn't moving that much in the past few days that's in it's not moving wait what it made it to forty thousand, bro it's doubled no yeah i'm saying in the past few days it's staying at forty thousand, pretty much yeah so there's there's time for you if you want to go into it at that time yeah it, it has teetered off it did dip below forty thousand technically so maybe now is the time to buy so if, you, if you're expecting it to go higher sooner then there's still time for you to go in andrew are you in block file already or yeah i signed up and everything i just haven't sent any funds to it because i'm in the same boat with not having the liquid funds at the moment i got you when you end up doing it make sure you do it over their uh wire transfer not ach because ach takes fucking forever is there any security disadvantages of that a wire transfer i believe they have like some verification code and then if it if they get a transfer that isn't like verified properly they'll just bounce it and you'll get your money okay because i I feel like wire transfer is the one that like if you're buying like a car or something you should like never use but that might also just be something totally different than this who knows makes sense do your research. Yeah, I don't know. I could look into the differences between them. For now, on just like I don't have as much inclination to hop on Bitcoin at the moment. Or maybe Ethereum has more inclination, but Ethereum's been going up too. Yeah. I'm kinda just in between with how much uh so like at the price of forty K. I'm kinda in between with how much it's going to drop before it goes back up again. Yeah, because at 40k, that's the, you know, this price where a lot of people doubled their money. So, I would say that this stifling of the, you know, the speed of growth is probably a result of that. Oh, you think it'll come back down? Like you think we're kind of at that plateau. Not in the long run, but just like for a short stifling. So, it could either what it's looking like right now is like it's plateauing for a little bit at 40k as you know the bulls um keep buying and the other people keep selling that doubled their money where it could either just um plateau and then go back up keep going up again and then i feel like there would be another plateau at 50 but or it could you know just do a 
a huge dip um, from 40k to say like I don't know 38. I don't I don't know how many people doubled their money that would want to take out, but it could just have a like a decent dip and then keep going back up once people are buying again. But I don't think it would be anything too crazy. I feel like the crazier dips would be dip slash wall would be at 50k because then you have more people say like people that bought at 25k would be going in and then like 60k okay yeah those are the walls is what my predictions are as just as like 40k is the wall yeah if there was like a sale say like 35k maybe that would be my um desired cost basis if i was looking at it this man's waiting for it to go on clearance (laughs) (laughs) yeah that is a super sale Uh, (laughs) yeah more money more better oh just for the record to correct something i've said before on previous podcasts my my friend that put into crypto coins he didn't go into ethereum he went into this coin called Chainlink. at the time it was like 50 cents or something he put 50 dollars into it and then by now it's around it's hovering around 16 dollars. so that's why he has you know a decent amount of money uh, just like saved on the side uh, if he was in Ethereum at, at 50 cents with $50, he'd probably be like a millionaire or something. <laughs> he'd be pretty happy. All these different cryptocurrencies are just confusing to me at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the only two I really seem to care, like, know anything about are Ethereum and Bitcoin because they're like the two main ones. Yeah. I mean, I, I won't, I actually refuse to buy like any crypto that isn't Bitcoin or Ethereum because you know all these are what's with the slacking on dogecoin come on guys is dogecoin still alive <laughs> i don't know God. all right fine i'll buy 48 million dogecoin for a dollar that's a lot of dogecoin <laughs> dogecoin usd price it's at yeah point zero one zero one dollars oh man nice it's like it spiked at point zero one zero eight dollars earlier Wow. Okay. I was just spouting off a random crypto coin. I didn't know it was doing that bad. <laughs> no, it apparently doubled in the last... Hell yeah. <laughs> Let's hop on it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Speaking of doubling, uh, congrats to ICLN, our circle jerk stock, because it finally doubled uh, from at least the cost basis that I had on it. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. <laughs> Uh, it's tripled from my cost basis. I'm having a great time. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Can't stop, won't yeah. stop. Hey! I am making a zesty $16.90 because I have one sock in it. Oof. Oh, I'm making a zesty $500 because yep. I have still less shares than Chris does. Chris is the champion of ICLN. <laughs> Damn, yeah. Oof. I have plus uh, like 110% on average on this. Damn. I gotta I gotta take my title back, Chris. <laughs> nice. And that's with you like right. continuously adding money into it, right? Because like earlier you had a bigger cost basis. Uh sixteen forty nine for so I have I have it in two different accounts, sixteen forty nine and fifteen fifty four. Okay. Yeah, speaking of other accounts, let me just check if I have some on Fidelity. One's my IRA, one is uh, my investment portfolio you guys know what the uh wild part is if i only bought icln like just icln and nothing but icln i would have absolutely destroyed <laughs> yeah. my current portfolio if like, i had it bought 
Corsair and only Corsair at the time when at the time I wasn't willing to put in a lot of money but if I ha if I was then I would be destroying a lot of things <laughs> especially if I sold when it was at 50 but <laughs> you win some you lose some there's always next time there's always the next thing yeah yeah live and learn by far my worst investment is still AstraZeneca <laughs> I actually sold out of uh, Pfizer and I'm only holding BioNTech right now so like as my mainline medical stock just because a lot of yeah. those bigger companies dude they're there for dividends they're not really there for um growth Ooh, wow yeah when did oh. you saw pfizer <laughs> okay it, it peaked in like december when did I, uh, dude it was such a long time ago like it, it was last year at like 42 i believe i sold it off at something like yeah i think i sold it off right there got a good deal 42. then yeah I mean, BioNTech was down at the time at, like, 80. I thought maybe I'll put all my Pfizer into BioNTech. Um, and then I thought, no, I'll just... I, I wanted to take the um, ETF route for genomics and biotech, biotech. I wanted to say BioNTech there, but I don't think that was the right word. Um, just because, to be honest with you, at some point, like, with all this new, like, gene editing tech, like, it, it kind of gets to the point where I'm not personally sure what is legit and what is out of the realm of possibility right like i don't have that kind of technical knowledge about you know biotech or really biology in general so at that point i say all right i'll put it in etf you know they'll do better than i could because they have a better bullshit detector than <laughs> i do and that's why i'm in arcg now instead yeah <laughs> yeah that sounds good stock news does anybody have any stock news Yes, I have one, and it's it's kind of infuriating for me personally, but it's a good lesson. Okay, so, yep. So, uh, you guys know about Chamath Polyhopatia, right? Oh, uh, yes. The guy that oh, I've never yeah. heard that name before on this podcast. <laughs> Not on this podcast, but I guarantee you, if our viewers exist, they know who he is. Um... But just so everybody knows, he's um he's kind of like an activist investor. Like he looks at what companies that are private, you know, would do well in the future, right? They're actually future facing companies, right? Like uh companies in clean energy or, you know, in making it easier to buy houses or in AI driven health insurance and, and stuff like that. Or space companies. So he does that primarily through the SPAC method, right? So he'll do that. He'll create a set of special purpose acquisition companies. Um, they'll usually be named like IPO and then the letter of the alphabet. So he's on, he currently has IPOs uh, E through F. Um, e through F. What am I, what am I saying? IPOC just got, um, just got merged. So IPO D through F, sorry, um, are still, up in the air. Now, my dumbass thought that IPOF would be the first one to get merged because it was the biggest, not realizing that he would actually merge the company that we all thought he'd merge, SoFi, with IPOE. So, if I had bought IPOE instead of IPOF at the original price, at about $12, I would be making fucking bank right now. But I bought IPOF, which is currently hovering nowhere. And I bought in IPOE, which is SoFi, which is a huge deal, don't get me wrong. They, you know, they do student loans, they do crypto exchange, they do banking, uh, they do other kinds of loans too. 
Um, and they're merging with IPOE. So I ended up having to buy them at like 17 to $18 a share. And at that point, I thought, okay, there's no way this isn't going straight to the moon. So I put pretty much all the money I had left in my in my brokerage account, not like my savings account. Um, all the money I had left right into that. And I'm currently waiting for it to double or triple or whatever the hell happens when everybody finds out. So you were saying that IPOE versus IPOF were different, but like still related to the same company? Well, the same guy. He made a bunch of those tickers and basically said, all right, you can buy this at the ground floor. And then once I announce what company we're merging with, you know, the price will jump up and you'll effectively have the same perks that an institutional investor has, right? Because you're also buying before everybody knows. Okay. Yeah. True. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, I'm currently loaded up on IPOE, IPOF, and I had both IPOs B and C, um, which are now Open Door and Clover. Open Door is making me a ton of money. It's at like 26, 27. I bought it at like 19. Yeah. So it's a good, it's an easy way to invest. Like I, I, I like it, you know? Yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Chris, do you have any news? Uh, not for stocks. For world news. Boy, is there a lot. There's so much world news. <laughs> so much world news. Yeah. Um, all right. If, if no one else has any stock news, we who wants to get started on the world news? I don't even know where to get started on it. Let's let's start with the Electoral College decided to uh, to certify Biden's victory. And then... Yes. Like, just like normal. <laughs> and some other good news, which is, uh, well, I guess, for my, in my opinion, good news. We, uh, Democrats, won both seats in Georgia, surprisingly. Oh, true, yeah. Um, which officially makes Georgia a battleground state, which is kind of cool to see that, you know, this is at least moving Georgia in a better direction than always um, being a conservative state. I think that's good news, someone coming from Georgia... And I guess the bad news remaining is, well... Everything that happened afterwards. Yeah, the, the repercussions <laughs> of those actions. Uh, it, I, I don't know if it's wrong to say an attempted coup. I don't think it's wrong to say that. But boy, did uh, some certain people think they could just walk straight into the Senate. It was, or no, the, cap, the uh, Capitol building and just do what they please. And apparently there was nothing wrong with that because very few people got arrested. Oh, no, they've actually been arresting people afterwards. Oh, they have. Like, uh, that, yeah, that West Virginia rep, he's, uh, I think he's sitting on the inside of an FBI jail cell. Let's see, who else, who else? Um, you know that guy that was wearing the, uh, the, the horns in the, the fur jacket or whatever? I'm pretty sure he's also in jail right now, um, they, they, they did a lot of retroactive arrests, which was decent they could have done it at the time which would have been excellent or uh, really expected I'm, I'm reading into it a bit now um i oof. yeah i guess uh there are I, i'm looking at it on that looks like the fbi is looking for information on certain individuals um they're probably looking for the organizers of it yeah to start well i'm guessing they also you know now retroactively realize like Letting them get off in this and, like, letting them go free, it was a bad idea because now there are talks of them being much more violent come, uh, I think it's the 17th or the 18th or something, right before the 
like uh, Biden's inauguration. Yeah. So. And Trump's response to it definitely did not help whatsoever. <laughs> it kind of, it may or may not have added fuel to the fire. Or like, you know, people who are actually rioting there or you know, invading the building weren't looking at their phones at the time. So what good could it really do? It definitely didn't help the situation at all. If anything, it either was null or made it worse. But the response to that was great, which is I think he's been banned from every single social media platform at this point (laughs) besides, um, what's that shitty one, Parler? Never heard of it. Oh. Yeah, we'll keep it that way. Yeah. I mean, it's dying now. It's it got hard. removed from all the app stores and everything. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I thought for Twitter, is he not just suspended, like, for a certain time or maybe indefinitely? Yeah, so he tried using um, the at POTUS account instead of his at real Donald Trump account, and that got taken down too now because okay. he is banned for huh. life. Uh, which is just great cool. to see that he doesn't have Twitter anymore. <laughs> Three years and 11 months too late, yes. But yeah. I'm still happy. Because, <laughs> like, a lot of things, a lot of repercussions that just didn't happen for Trump, they didn't happen because, you know, he's the president. People don't want to, you know, offend or disrespect the president. Like, just as that figure piece for America and kind of the world. And, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. Well, I mean, if they impeach him and then kick him out of office, then they can chase him with yeah. all, sorts of, all sorts of charges. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I, hope I think do. that since it's coming closer to the time where he's out of office, you know, they're kind of just doing it now anyways just because he's causing so much more trouble they should so it, it makes sense to me but you know you still have some of that like tiptoeing around the situations with some of the the social media platforms but you know they were just kind of put over the line um from the past week's events i'm trying to find um who the crazy guy was i, I really want to know how badly he got locked up. The guy with, like, the horns and shit and the face paint, you know. Yeah, that dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he was arrested in Arizona. Arizona. Do you know his name? Uh, can I even say that, like, on, on the podcast? Should I? I feel like that's... Um, I mean, if it's public information. It's TMZ, so I don't, I don't know if it's... <laughs> Uh, eh, all right. Tell you doesn't what, we'll name just matter. call him JC, and we'll put a link to the TMZ article in the description, so everybody knows. <laughs> there, I'm good with that. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as long as we have something to call him. What, what's what's upsetting is I'm reading an article on uh, the U.S. Department of Justice, Justice's website, and it lists only 13 individuals so far. It's a start. Individuals like at all. According to the Department of Justice, yes. Oh, the LA Times is showing 82 arrests for being in connection with the pro-Trump Capitol mob. This was also only released on January 8th, so it's possible that... This one was from two days ago as well. So, same day. Okay. I I mean, this is from the Department of Justice, so they might have either limited information... In terms of like people, people specifically targeted by the DOJ, or there might also be incorrect information in that source as well. Who knows? 
I found the source you're talking yeah. about. I just read the headline. Well, now we know a, a range. <laughs> yeah. 64 of those were curfew violations. <laughs> Hell yeah. Which, you know, is upsetting yeah. that that's what they got charged with. Not, you know, yeah. unlawful entry. Which is the second most at 37. I mean, didn't they catch Al Capone on tax evasion instead of <laughs> any of the other things? <laughs> right. Whatever they catch him on, it's it's all good. Yeah, you need the proof. <laughs> but the the sad thing is that you have all this like video footage, yet no like that straight up proof. Yeah, I don't know. That was the f- most fun part. Like, imagine you have a good reason to wear a mask, and then you don't. <laughs> like i'm just saying right like they could have covered their faces and stuff like you know there's facial recognition software out there which these people support using so you would think they'd have that thought but i guess also that maybe they think that the facial recognition companies are on their side who knows no i don't think they think about all of the issues that their party supports that's very just true the, the big emotionally jarring ones yeah, I don't think critical thinking is uh, really in their wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say that. I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Was there another event after this? Um, another social piece of news? I think yeah. There was, was there? Dude, I fucking love insane YouTube people. Like it's it, it's a guilty pleasure of mine to just watch them come up with dumb shit. <laughs> I mean, I know there was a lot that day that, like, you know, we didn't cover necessarily because, oh, there was so much. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that covers it. I don't want to look at that. Relatedly, uh, QAnon was very popular that day, too, which is... I don't know if you guys know who QAnon is, but... Nope. Uh, it See, if it wasn't literally at the expense of our democracy crumpl- crumbling under it, I would find it hilarious, but in this context, it is just so stressful. Uh, So QAnon, for Andrew and listeners, is essentially a conspiracy theory, is kind of the best way to put it, of uh, basically this guy Q has, like, some inside information about, like, how the entire government's corrupt and everything's a front, but Trump is, like, the only... What? Uh, okay. Wait, man, dude, it's not just a conspiracy theory. It's the Marvel Cinematic Universe of conspiracy theories. It takes all your conspiracy theories. It takes Flat Earth. It takes the, the, the fucking moon landing. It takes JFK. It mashes all of them together and makes maybe the most brain-dead conspiracy that you've ever heard. And it's really entertaining. <laughs> it's like the most mainstream mod pack of conspiracy theories just just holistically put into one thing because they're all true obviously yeah so um okay oh yeah it's um i googled it while you were talking just make sure i had my facts right the theory is that president trump is waging a war against um some satan worshiping pedophiles in government business and the media and that trump is somehow this like messiah that is somehow saving the world damn is that why he's orange because he's the messiah (laughs) oh i love making fun of it it's nothing nothing tells me better 
than just taking the piss out of conspiracy theories. You just gotta say something that's even less believable and then see if they take the bait. And if they do, just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude, Jupiter doesn't actually exist. Like, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's stressful. I don't understand why people would believe that Trump is necessarily like some protagonist or savior i mean the only thing going for that regard is that he was against like you know what you know i guess a lot of politicians were doing from the start and he's just like counter to the system in a way but that's just like come on man (laughs) he's doing a lot of other stuff (laughs) that aren't in favor of you i mean okay in all seriousness like i I understand where it's coming from, right? Like, the idea is that isn't really that, like, the conspiracy theory is so, like, overblown and, you know, this is definitely true. It's that it, you know, it's that a lot of America has, like, a massive income divide, right? And for people that are, you know, living significantly below the poverty level or at the poverty level, right, in middle of nowhere, like, Kansas or something, right, it... Um, it provides them an outlet slash, um, hope that maybe because a lot of the, a lot of the reason why the manufacturing jobs in the U.S., you know, other kind of legacy, good, well-paying job, well-paying American jobs have disappeared is because of politicians in like the 90s and 80s. And that maybe this gives them hope that Trump will come back and, bring some of those jobs back right so they're more willing to believe things in service of wanting their communities to thrive again right which which is kind of which you know i get it right like when you're desperate you are more willing to like you literally cannot think at the same level that somebody that isn't desperate or is financially secure can right like start the starvation mindset actively changes how how you think and so you know like it's it's more a a um a result of the circumstances that we're in rather than just like a hey people are insane and we should make fun of them like no there's there's reasons why they would believe that that maybe aren't quite as sinister i'm not necessarily trying to point and laugh it does make me feel a little more comfortable in the current scenario uh especially because it's very damaging to our democracy and i'm not gonna you know give these people a free you know uh pass or anything here because you know they might have some mental problems they are still you know they are still doing these terrible things it's just because you know just because you're crazy doesn't mean it's okay to shoot someone but also i do understand there is you know some sort of mental problem there that these people probably need therapy a lot of therapy but really no, I agree. I agree for Or just like a sense check or a life check. Yeah. Um, and I mean, realistically, with how our country is, there's no way that they're going to get the help that they yeah. need, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, that kind of summarizes uh, the world news there. Um, is there any other f- smaller or lighter hearted news stories that anyone has? Maybe some good tech news. I don't really know if there's anything out there. Um, from tech news oh it's uh definitely smaller is it good um, is it happy I, I, 
it's happy for companies. Uh, well, no, no, it's actually, no, it's not. It's not happy for anyone. Um, so apparently, um, so I don't know if it's the exact same regarding the exact same tariffs that, um, that I knew about from maybe last year, a couple years ago, um, that were on, you know, imported, um, imported products from China and I think maybe somewhere else as well. But, um, so I don't know if it's, yeah. So I don't know if it's the same tariffs that, um, Trump imposed on, uh, Chinese imports from a couple years ago, but, um, whether it's that or some other ones, um, apparently so U S companies had like some sort of, you know, immunity to tariffs regarding those. And now those, some, uh, for, this is in the realm of technologies for the tech industry mainly, but, um, apparently some of the, that immunity is due to end in the coming like month or maybe at the end of this month. So the prices of some of these, um, you know, tech <laughs> equipment is going to be going up a little bit. Um, in the coming months, uh, and that includes uh, graphics cards and some other um, electrical co- equipment. And so, yeah, it's kind of just like adding uh, salt to the wound of of just the graphics cards inavail- unavailability, overpricingness, and then just adding you know extra pricing on top of that. So it's going to be harder to get stuff at MSRP. Uh, for this foreseeable future, that's that's what I've uh, that's what I've been uh, exposed to. Alright, uh, well, I don't really have any new tech news either. Here, most of it is uh, bans of uh, pro Trump um, Discord servers, uh, Twitter banning Trump, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that kind of has taken over the news for this week, um, unfortunately. So do we want to move on to Stock of the Week then if we don't have any more positive news, I guess, to get out there? <laughs> May as well. Huh. Oh, wait, there is one piece of news that I think we missed that um, I'm not sure if both of you are really into cars, but Apple and Hyundai teamed up to build an electric car. Oh, I didn't know this. How did I really? not know this? I didn't know this either. Hey, see, there's some lighthearted good news for you. <laughs> I knew that uh, Apple News is is kind of the uh, <laughs> kind of like twenty to forty percent of this podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so what happened was that Apple execs were pretty much looking around for a partnership, um, reportedly for um, their their car. Right, they wanted to get into the the automotive industry, probably because of Tesla. Um, so there were execs spotted Neo's headquarters, um, and but apparently they ended up agreeing to work with Hyundai for an electric car tie-in. Now this is cool because Hyundai already has an electric car brand that they're planning on releasing slowly, um, which is awesome because now Tesla can come in and add their sweet design chops to that. And, uh, yeah, 
there's a there's also talk of self driving um, and some other you know EV technologies that are you know that that are not quite released yet, but that people like Tesla and other other tech companies are working on. Um, I'll, I'll put a link in the in the chat as well. But it's it's really interesting to think about, especially because Hyundai, I, I can definitely say, is one of the most you know innovative current yeah. uh, car companies. It's inconsistent. Right? Like as much as I love being a Subaru fanboy, right? They're 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 a legacy company, right? They'll build stuff that works that works all the time that isn't really all that special, right? <laughs> You're not gonna get heated and cooled seats or uh you know a 50 inch plasma in the dash um but hyundai is the kind of company that that will do that right like their new elantras or new sonatas right they they keep trying to you know adding new uh, add new tech to like the dash and oh and, yes. uh, to the gauge clusters and you know the cameras and, and all sorts of other you know other features Right, so I think Apple kind of liked and uh, caught on to that. Also, I fucking love the Genesis brand. Like, I'll, I'll fanboy for them all day long. <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll admit uh, when I, I was just looking for a car, and Hyundai was definitely on my list of brands to consider because I mean, I I'm looking for you know something. All I care about is it's reliable and it has a few basic safety features um, that they met my basic requirements. Um, but I ultimately didn't go with them, but I just I do think they're a phenomenal brand and more people need to recognize that it's not just Japanese cars that are reliable. It's basically anything Asian at this point um, that we have in the U.S. market. The Genesis is a cute car, especially the 2021 version. It's a whole uh, line now. Yeah, check out the uh, GV70. That's, that's like a current dream car for me. Like I, I very much like how that looks. Does the whole like hatchback? Is that the one they just released? Yeah, it's only in Korea oh. right now. It's not even in the states. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen this. Yeah. Oh, the the van. Yeah, GV. What about the GV eighty? That's what I'm seeing advertised. <laughs> eh. It looks a little different. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just Google image the GV seventy. Oh no, I saw it's, it. It's saw smaller. It. Yeah. Uh, GV70 is like the uh, outback to the GV80's okay. Forester. Yeah, the GV80's just got released in the US, though. That's the one I was thinking this was. They're all freaking phenomenal, though. Um, Beautiful. It's just well-designed. Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah. Some people hate those massive grills. I think mm-hmm. it looks beautiful, though. I think they did really well with it. Yeah. And then, I mean, their mainline cars are also phenomenal. The... Like I was saying, Hyundai is probably one of the most reliable brands right now. I like the massive girls on the sedan, the Genesis. It's more of like a big smile to me. <laughs> so it just makes me feel happy. That's why I think it's cute. Yeah. I love those double headlights too. Like the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, awesome. Now that we're done hitting on cars, we can hit on the uh, stocks of the week now. <laughs> Hey, yeah. Well, if we're on the topic of cars, if you had to buy car stocks and Tesla does not count people, <laughs> let me just stop y'all right there. Yeah. If you had to buy a car stock, what would it be? <clears throat> and the reason doesn't really even have to be about the car. Reason can totally be, hey, they pay a nice dividend. 
because car stocks are boring. Yeah. Like, let's be honest with each other here. Automobiles yeah. and auto parts. All right. Okay. Uh, one second. Uh, I have a few ideas. Um, so the top grower, I don't even know what company this is. Um, it's called Kandai Tech Group. Um, I don't feel like no one's heard of it, but um, what's, her, what's her ticker? K N D I. And yeah, just keep in mind, this is just from like Friday, probably. So it could have just been a good day. Yeah, so automobiles oh, and automobile parts one. is what this list is for. Right. Automobile um, parts works too. Yeah, they are f- like fluctuating throughout the year. Like they have these weird spikes where it just shoots up and then goes right back down to where it was. <laughs> it's so weird. Um,. But in the long run, it seems like they are growing, like, you know, just gradually growing, getting bigger as a company. Um, check the max. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. They're growing from the past four years, basically. They were decently bigger back in 2015, 2014, 2015. Um, not that I could, um, speak on why, but I mean, for now, yeah, like you said, they're a battery company. I don't know how lucrative that can be, um, other than just being like, um, maybe B to A sort of company. Uh, and yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I was thinking, um, I want something, you know, (laughs) yeah, I wanted something nice, reliable, um, had a good dividend yield, and shocker, uh, I chose Toyota because, you know, definition of reliable, <laughs> apparently, even in the stock sense. Um, looks like it has a constant track record of just constantly going up. Going to continue on that path, I believe. Also has a nice dividend yield of 2.77%. Um, so I, I think that's a pretty solid investment there. I mean, it looks like a good one to hold for a while. Um, good overall long-term stock, I think. Right. Like, there's no reason why it would just drop, because there isn't much to... Yeah, yeah I mean, pe- Toyota is probably one of the most recognizable brands in the U.S., um, and people, I don't imagine, will stop buying Toyotas unless they really cheap out on their quality sometime soon. Okay. Um, I'm going to buck the trend, guys. <laughs> you both picked nice, safe options, mm. um, and admittedly, this question was a little bit loaded for me. Uh, I pick uh, Fisker. Fisker Motors. Hey. Haha. Ah, damn. I was no. guessing NIL. Hell no. <laughs> um, I like well-designed cars. Um, got them. Um, yeah. Uh, and admittedly, I'm a little bit biased. Um, I hold a bunch of Fisker shares. FSR. Um, and I think that in the future, just due to how well-designed they are, how affordable they are, they are a viable Tesla competitor, and I am all about that. Another option that I could have gone with that I was thinking about was QuantumScape um, QS. They do solid-state batteries. Um, I don't believe they reach production yet, but their batteries actually work and have like really high energy density, enough to give Tesla a run for their money, to be honest. Um, so yeah, they're, I think those two are nice uh car stocks that are still kind of techy and next gen as it were 
That sounds yeah. pretty good. Okay. Yeah. And Fisker's looking pretty bullish right now, especially after their dip um, from Friday. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. This analysis I mean, has it on a hold. Yeah. I mean, that and the Fisker Ocean looks beautiful. So mm-hmm. there's there's that. Let me check that out. Just keep hitting on cars for the rest of the rest of the show. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, it's like a range. That's like yeah. a. That's like a yeah. van tank, but like sci-fi. Yeah. Looks a little bit like a Range Rover. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Okay. Oh, the rims are unique, too. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm good with that. All right. Cool. I've, I've made some fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at some point, would you guys want to do, like, um, Stocks of the Week where we just, like, see where it was at the time we named it and then see where it is the next week or just yeah, to like see if see if we could get like ideas idea. for stocks of the week okay all right Ooh. i'm down for that we could do like um a thing of like every few episodes do you like a check-in like follow-up yeah sure all right cool it's so like... stocks of the week k and di was andrew this week um, mm-hmm. Toyota was Chris this week, and Fisker was me this week. I don't think I'm yep. gonna win stock That's, of the week um... next week, to be honest with you. But <laughs> well, thank you everyone for listening. Remember to uh, check out our Discord and uh, Reddit linked in the description below. Thank you for watching the Magnitude Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed a good run of banter about you know stock tech and anything politics related and really anything we want to talk about um leave us a comment down below tell us what you think and also let us know any other topics you'd like us to discuss uh just keep in mind we're not stock or financial professionals but um we'll give it a go and yeah have a great one